welcome to this episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the follow-up podcast from Eastlake Tri-Cities Church. My name is Megan, and with me is our teaching pastor, Brent. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's going awesome. Yeah, you had an exciting weekend. I apologize if my voice is a little froggy. Mine's also a little froggy. I, you, you sound worse than I do. <laughs> I know. Um, that is um, courtesy of the first week of the trimester being last week, and when you're a teacher and you have new students, you just talk. Nonstop. Got it. Oh, so you have new student students. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. In, Got it. And in Pasco, every trimester, um, all students change all of their classes. Got it. So I'm not, like, I have... How do these ones stack up against last first semester? So far, trimester? I'm thinking they're not going to be as good, Oh. But <laughs> not necessarily, like, academically, just, like, I think I might have a few more behavior issues. Downgrades, but, huh? Um, I had a pretty incredible... Like, all four of my classes are pretty incredible first trimester. Nice. So, um, I just, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. Um, but one of the one of the things I did towards the end of the trimester was, like, okay, how do I, like, what did I do to, like, make these classes be, like, cool somewhat? Like, I had to have some part in it, right? Because it's all four of them. If it wasn't all four of them, it was maybe just, like, luck of the draw. But... It was all four of them, so I had some tiny portion. Is a common denominator? Yeah, like, <laughs> um, so I'm trying to like duplicate what I did first trimester. I think so far I'm doing it's okay. All those free A's you gave out, just you just <laughs> gave out free A's, right? Uh, no, oh. I mean I'm not like a super hard grader. Like honestly, it's pretty easy to pass my class, but uh, as long as you're there and you do your work. Uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to. So I moral of the story is I end up talking. Like last Thursday, I talked, so I have four one-hour classes. I literally spoke at like volume to a class for all four of those hours. Yeah. Um, and so when you talk for four hours straight, it kind of destroys your voice. So, Well, my voice is a bit froggy because <laughs> I was yelling at the referees uh, <laughs> on Saturday night. Uh, went over, drove over, had a fun sports weekend. Went yeah. to Gonzaga on Saturday night at the uh, Climate Pledge Arena. Mm-hmm. It's the new renovated key arena. It was the yep, first yep. time a basketball court's been in there. Oh, that's cool. I know. Pretty cool. So it's like the whole, everybody was taking pictures of me and like, what if the Sonics came back? You know, like all that kind of, this is how it would be. <laughs> is that where the... Um, crack and play. Is, are the, do the Storm play there also? Uh, that's a good question. I would have guessed that they do. Okay. Uh, but they are in their off season, so yeah, they yeah. probably have not had a th- big, big talk about how it was the first basketball game yeah, there, yeah. and it was packed with Zags fans, oh, and yeah. uh, we lost. So that wasn't <laughs> great, but the experience was great, and I was screaming the entire time, <laughs> and uh, I got to go with my sister, brother in law, and a bunch of their friends and yeah. people we know, and it yeah. was. It was awesome. And then uh, we stayed in downtown and got to go get some late night happy hour sushi, uh, which is awesome. Seattle sushi is always good. Yeah. And then got to hit up the uh, Seahawks game the next day. Which so, ended up being really which good. Was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we had some incredible seats. And I'm with my, one of my friends, Ryan, mm-hmm. who is wearing his 49ers jersey. <laughs> so I got a fantastic photo that I'm going to show you. <laughs> But you know, it's not great for the podcast. No, but not great. I'll, for I'll the figure podcast. out when. To, but it's it's the moment that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo threw on fourth down and got batted down because uh-huh. he's not very good. And uh, <laughs> this is the moment. <laughs> Brent has a very excited face. I'm and taking a selfie. And Ryan, Ryan looks. He's like looking back, like oh, like what why is going are you on doing? here? Yeah. They're rushing the field. <laughs> We're all excited. The place is going nuts. It's electric. And uh, uh, it was it was <laughs> awesome, man. It was so good. 
So a lot of fun. And then we drove back last night yeah. and uh, back at it today. So my voice is in recovery mode. So it'll be good. I'll be fine by Sunday, I'm sure. But <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming for me. You're welcome. Yeah. I did cover a little bit for you. I know. <laughs> we had some call-outs on Saturday night, and I'm like... Oh, no, in multiple ways. Uh, and you came up and did the announcements yeah. at the end. I heard that today. That was not part of the plan, but no. um, we kind of shifted the the song stuff. We, we're going to start doing yeah. the song at the end for this Advent series. And previously, I had said, hey, Lauren, my mom's speaking. You're going to promo this 12 Days of Wear Love thing. So why don't you come up at the end and do closing? And she's like, great. And then I think it struck her while she's up there, you know, playing. No, it was like Sunday morning. I think her and Andrew realized and Andrew came up and was like, hey, can you do this? And I was like, well, funny story. I actually am in a kid's room during the first service. So probably not. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I was like, oh, I could probably do second service. And both of, and so Lauren kind of awkwardly did it first service, like, yeah. Played and then unhooked and like hey guys climbed for singing and like me. climbed from Would the like stage program? down to the like podium where we talk um, and did it and then um, they were like that would be really great Megan because that was kind of awkward yeah so I ended up doing how did it go it went okay I was like definitely nervous I don't know why but so unfortunately we don't film that part. no like it's they... on there oh you is can it? watch me. I haven't got there yet yeah <laughs> okay because I watched it last night oh, and oh, I was that's like... so fun. <laughs> You get to watch yourself when you're like, I wasn't really preparing for this. I know. I did look. I was like, How, did I look okay? I looked fine. Yeah. I did okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Good. That's great. Have you heard yourself on the radio yet? Uh, no, I haven't switched my car channels to those channels yet. Oh, so. come on. You have four options to choose from. <laughs> my goodness. We're all have over the radio Have you heard now. In either of us on the radio? I, I haven't heard it myself, but I tell you what, I have been listening a lot. <laughs> so I'm like waiting to see. I'm like, what did we pay for here? <laughs> <laughs> but I did get a text from a buddy who was uh-huh. listening and said, hey, I just heard your thing on the radio. Oh, nice. And uh, I hadn't told him about it, so he's not, like, blowing smoke, or I don't think he got paid by the radio station <laughs> to tell me that he heard it. Uh, uh, I think it's legit. Nice, so nice, Yeah, it's nice. good. The uh, If you're just tuning in, uh, the commercial, because we've kind of hinted at it, but we haven't, oh, like, yeah. really said anything. Um, what but, stations? Well, because we didn't know what stations they were on. No, we, well, it's 102.3, the Christmas station, uh-huh. 106.1, the other Christmas station, uh, and then 99.1 and uh, AM 1340, so okay. ESPN. So those are the four stations. We have a 30-second commercial about our Christmas Eve service, mm-hmm. and we recorded the exact same thing, but one with Megan's voice, one with my voice, mm-hmm. just to kind of switch it up. And uh, we're taking a poll at the end to see who did it better, who wore it best. Um, I mean, our staff has already that, done that poll. That doesn't matter. Our staff is biased. They, they like you more than me anyway. No, so. they said you were clear, but uh, my voice mixed with the music better. Yeah. That was the consensus That's on that true. One. I have a harsh, my, my voice is harsh. <laughs> Maybe right now it'd be better. It's a little bit quieter, a little bit more gravelly. <laughs> Should have done another one. Maybe we will. <laughs> Uh yeah, so that's uh, that's exciting. Although Eric did say I delivered the joke better. I know, <laughs> and I want to be like, hey, Eric, I, I wrote, wrote the, the joke. joke. <laughs> Don't get on me. Jeez, oh Pete, man, I'm gonna bring that up at Eric's performance review. <laughs> next six month one. Uh, I like how you say that. Like we do those regularly, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like he's ever gotten one of yeah. those from me. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. What else? Anything fun this weekend? I had my friend's mask giving this okay, weekend. Okay, good. Yeah. I won the auntie, like the friend auntie. Um, my friend's kids call me Auntie Megan. Right. Um, And uh, I like won the auntie game because I brought a cool present that uh, my friend's 
kid could play with while we were there. So I like got to hang out with him and like excavate a dinosaur out of a weird clay egg. Oh, thing. nice. Yeah. The dinosaur, I mean, you know, it was really cheap, plastic, tiny dinosaur, but yeah. he thought it was fun to like look, find it and look for it. And then he got bored and went away and I ended up doing the rest, but that was okay. Totally. That sounds about right. <laughs> sounds about like every other thing we've ever yep. done. <laughs> Let's do a puzzle for Christmas, dad. Okay. That sounds good. Let's yep. do it. <laughs> Gone 10 minutes later. I'm like, well, I can't leave this yeah, I know. puzzle 10% done. And then someone walks up later and finds you doing like a Elsa puzzle by yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's only 30 pieces, Brent. You should be able to figure yeah. it out. I don't know why it's taking you this long. You're like, oh, this looks yeah. not. Yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I swear there is. was a kid here a few minutes ago. Well, that's fun. That's a good yeah, party. It was good. It was yeah. nice. It was a little bit smaller. We had a couple people who had like colds or other things who ended up not coming. Yeah. Um, but it was still fun. Good. So great. Uh my mom kicked off our advent series she this sure weekend. She did. And uh it's becoming quite the tradition, her kicking off our advent she, series. Well, you know, if when I think of Advent, I think of my mom. I think I always will. Um, in my dad, not that my dad didn't do like family devotions, but Advent was like her thing, and it's quickly becoming Kylie's thing. She'll be like, "Hey, can we should we should do a hey guys, everybody come down, we're gonna do Advent, right?" <laughs> and I'll be like, "Nah, it's it's late, it's you know, <laughs> she's she's the driver on it, which is good. It's been it's been great. She lights the candles, she does the thing. I think she's uh, she's filling the footsteps of my mom, doing awesome in that nice. way. So yeah, I I always know she's got a good one up her sleeve. Good stories, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stories of me getting lost in an airport. Yeah, that was um, a pretty great story. Which uh, you know. Um, she didn't even really resolve it, right? Like, yeah, she does at the end. You did. <laughs> oh, okay. See, the, full confession. I've listened to about the first twenty minutes of it, and then Megan showed up to record this thing. I'm like, I can't. I haven't finished it yet. Okay, I gave you. I was like, Do you want to finish it? And he said, No. I know. I said, Let's go. I'll finish it later. <laughs> I don't have time for that. I gotta take somebody to a piano lesson at five o'clock. Um, okay, so I, I'm good. I'm glad yeah. she resolves it. Yeah, she it does. Just, Seems like, you know, yeah, we lost her in the airport and then. You know, she's a pretty good, like, public speaker. She left it unresolved in the middle when everything is unresolved. Oh, strategy. And then as as she resolves other things, she resolved that story. See, I close things up way too fast. (laughs) Before before you go, if you have to leave early, here's your, here's the thing. Here's what you don't want to miss. She's a stander, too. Yeah, she does stand. You you always sit. Yeah. I know she did a pretty good job though of not like swaying. I would be horrible. Well, I'm always worried about that stage, man. Yeah. That stage. <laughs> That's a dangerous stage. It's uh, like creaky. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, good. Uh, yeah. I did watch the whole thing. Good. Well, why don't you leave this part? And I, I did watch, uh, obviously. Luke yeah. and, and his take on losing Jesus and kind of yeah. The, so she it was a really interesting. Like verse for Advent, right? You'd think we'd be talking about Mary, the message or whatever, right? Usually she, it's pre his birth. Yeah, pre his birth. Right? But um, yeah. Gail, Brent's mom, was talking about when Jesus is 12 and they go to Jerusalem for Passover and then they end up like losing Jesus in the shuffle and get a day away back home from Jerusalem and then realize that Jesus isn't with them. And so they turn around and go back and... Um, have to try and find him, and it takes him like three days to try and find him, uh, which is why she told the story of losing Brent when he was three in an airport. Do you remember that at all? No, I don't remember okay. that at all. I just, I was curious. Yeah. I didn't think you would. I but. love that she <laughs> talked about how um, in the in those times there were people dyeing kids' hair and yeah. changing their clothes. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny how like that probably happened 
once to somebody <laughs> or like somewhere or, or yeah. like it was a long lost fable <laughs> and it it spread itself into like wildfire like we always yeah. think of like disinformation stuff like being spread now and you're like disinformation has kind of always been around yeah. <laughs> now does it spread faster now probably oh does, for sure for but sure like that whole thing of people just getting i remember um uh, I think Nate Bargatze has a bit on this of people, kids getting kidnapped and um, him saying like the way that the news presented it, it felt like I was at risk, like mm-hmm. one in a hundred. And he's like, in the, in whatever year there was like 12 total, 12 total. And he's like, <laughs> do you know how many kids are out there? I'm walking around all there. I got a, like a leash on me. Cause my parents are worried about it. <laughs> She's like, so afraid of this is what they do now. This yeah. is what people are doing. <laughs> They're shaving their heads. They're changing their hairstyles and they're giving them new clothes and they're taking them out of airports. Uh, in fairness, she lost her child at that point. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. There is not a worse feeling than that. I will yeah. grant you that if yeah. anybody's ever felt yeah. that feeling. My so. mom lost my brother in the Kennewick Mall, actually. I thought she had a great setup for yeah. um, a Home Alone bit. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Because the bit has always been... Airport security nowadays has kind of forced us to think, how could you ever get on a plane not knowing that your kid is there, yeah, right? Uh-huh. Like all we've ever known is you wouldn't get past the check-in process. Yeah, because you would have to be like, okay, that where's everybody? may still like, be true yeah. for this, <laughs> but this was pre-9-11, yeah. pre-all of that, and it's hard to kind of go back and think through that. But apparently, Well, yeah, because your parents weren't even getting on a plane. They were just meeting like your aunt and uncle to yeah. have dinner. right. So, like, they walked into the, like, terminal without tickets. Yeah. Then, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> who, like, how do you do that now? You, you don't. You don't. Yeah. No, there's no, right. there's no option of doing that yeah, now. Yeah, so it's, it is kind of weird how that kind of yeah. funny plays out. But. You know, the 80s. Yeah. So, but yeah. Anyway, that's beside the point. The point is, Gail then talk, used, talked about Jesus losing Jesus, um, that story from the Bible, and how that can like relate to our life and how we like kind of the different ways that we end up losing Jesus in our day-to-day life. Um, uh, just kind of innocuously, uh, and how that impacts us and ways that we can then find Jesus again. So that's the part I think you haven't gotten to is she then starts talking about how do we find Jesus? What are some ways okay. we do that? And then she resolves the finding you portion of the story. Good. I'm excited to get there. <laughs> You know, side note, I was found at some point. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not case, side note. In case you didn't I'm know. I'm here, yeah. This isn't a story about how she was a terrible parent, lost a kid, and we never saw him again. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah. Um, so one of, the, I think one of the ways that I, uh, one of the ways I was kind of drawn to and like identified with most um, she talked about one way we lose Jesus is through like religious exhaustion. Um, so like in our, even if we have kind of a religious ritual in our life or um, we have all these like religious practices that we do, we can often lose Jesus within that uh, because we're not focused on the relationship. We're not focused on uh, that personal component of that. We're just kind of going through the motions and doing the things. Um, and so I, um, I kind of was like, oh, that like resonated with me and um, thinking of exhaustion and uh, like our society is very much production value based and um, push it and don't rest and like, you know, succeed at all costs and all of these things. And 
I think like there's a couple of um, kind of faith-based people that I follow on Instagram who are pretty focused on encouraging rest and um, making sure that we understand that kind of component of it. And God did not create you to be exhausted. Um, And a relationship with him should be freeing and restful and completing, and it shouldn't create exhaustion. You shouldn't, like, that shouldn't be something that exhausts you. And if it does, you're probably missing a component of it. You're missing the important part of it. And you're, you're going through the motions or doing the actions, but you aren't, you aren't like reaching the soul component of that relationship and that and having God in your life and um, living with him in your life. I think that's been a life verse for my mom uh, in just in reading some of she's like, she's written a book and she's written an Advent devotional and she runs like this life coaching thing and has taught these classes. And it's always uh, Eugene Peterson's version of that book, of, mm-hmm. of that verse of come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Uh, and, and that's, that's the NIV version of it, but Eugene's is like wordy and artsy and Mm -hmm. aesthetically pleasing and all that good stuff. And it does, she she makes a big component of that. Cause I think she does, she approaches it as a pastor's wife, as somebody Mm -hmm. who's been around church culture for her entire life and women's retreats and all of that stuff. And like the whole keeping up with, keeping up with appearances, keeping up with whatever expectations and, and this feeling of you know, coming into a season, man, even I think right now too, like, you know, in, in a COVID thing where everything has been, all of your natural rhythms are kind of gone and you just find yourself going, I'm in, I'm this new, I'm, I'm you know, there's part of my identity that's been recreated and I'm a, probably a different person than I was mm-hmm. 18 months ago. And that I mean, like have, 20, 24 months ago, practically. I mean, we're yeah. coming up on two years yeah. very quickly. Yeah. And uh, that can feel like a bit of an identity crisis mm-hmm. and you could be sitting there going, man, maybe I, I look around and I realize I am missing Jesus in the same way. But if I missed it and I just, and it just fled away on me and I, it wasn't a priority, what really am I missing? Do I want to go back to that? Or does that feel like work? Does that feel like a burden? Does that feel like, and and she's going, if that's what's keeping you back is, ugh, I don't want to just bog my down myself mm-hmm. down with this kind of thing. Then that, then good for you for leaving that version of mm-hmm. it. Like mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to re- retake that up. That this should be a liberating thing. This should mm-hmm. be life the way it was meant to be lived, right? Yeah, so, yeah. And if it isn't like what what needs to change, and not necessarily even like the Jesus part of it per se in terms of like serving or whatever giving, but like what what needs to change if you're feeling drained by that? Because it's not like a relationship with Christ should be life-giving. It should be freeing. It should um, be affirming and confirming and, you know, all of these like incredible things. And, you know, if it isn't like, maybe it's time to be like, okay, what, what is stopping me? What is hurting this part of my relationship? What do I need to add in that will like create those things and what do I maybe need to take out that's like hurting me from those things. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I like it. That was the only thing I wrote down as a note, but I, I don't know. <laughs> Are you doing anything advent wise? Are you doing any? So, uh, not, um, not like myself specifically. No. Um, like when I have p- dinner with my parents once a week, we like light candles and my mom has a devotional that we've done since we were kids that we'll sometimes pull out and like read a little bit of. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I have a couple, like, um, 
Christian-based people that I follow. So I follow on Instagram this woman. Her name is um, Cole Arthur something. Um, and her Instagram is Black Liturgies. Yeah, you've talked about it before. Yeah, I've like mentioned it on here before. And she does, um, if you uh, support her on Patreon, she does a full like advent um devotional and i haven't done that but she does post some advent stuff Cole arthur riley is that Cole right? arthur riley yeah. yeah she does post some um advent stuff just on her like public um page her black liturgies page so i like read those kinds of things sometimes and um but i haven't done anything specifically so right now we're reading through i mentioned the first part of the narnia series with the kids as kind of a little advent time thing and then we also kylie has like a little devotional um, that we've been using called uh, Dark and Light, Light and Dark, maybe something by Tish Oxenrider. And that's been really good. We like that. Uh, and then for myself personally, uh, I signed up for this like online um, Zoom class, basically, but reading through St. Athanasius's on the Incarnation, um, which is like this old saint who kind of had this uh, thing where the church was trying to make Jesus like a created thing. And he talks about the importance of why he had to come in the flesh. And mm-hmm. so, um, it's been really, really an interesting sort of, and this is, par- this is partly my something interesting. Um, so I'm just jumping ahead, but it feels like <laughs> the right timing to be able to do yeah. that. Um, a zoom call, we read it out loud together in this, I think this teacher's based in like North Carolina or something. Okay, it's not yeah. even close around here, mm-hmm. but, and I'm one of like 50 participants in this thing. Uh, we read a section, then we just kind of digest and, and talk. And it's basically a Bible study online for this, this sort of deal. But it's been a, it's been a really good, timely reading because I think a lot of times you think, when you think of Advent, you think of uh, the infancy narratives mm-hmm. of Matthew and Luke, which is always great or, you know, just like the, oh, it's the shepherds and, and or the wise men or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this has been definitely a more, um, why the approach of taking on human flesh? Why, why did God feel the need to come down uh, and make himself, uh, as a teacher, speak to the uh, level of intellect mm-hmm. of the students in the classroom because mm-hmm. that's what they needed to hear? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always tell people, you got to meet them where they are. When people talk to me about kids and they're like yeah. oh well, why do you why do you do that i was like well you got to meet them where they are yeah like you can't if you're above them the whole time you're never going to teach them anything exactly yeah yeah and so that's a big piece of of the incarnation in terms of his input for this mm-hmm. um and there was a, a really strong point um where he is talking and i'm going to screw this up and botch this all up but <laughs> um one of the critiques of the non-Christian Gentile uh, take or pagan, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it, against an incarnation is why would it? Why would any of the gods stoop to the level of making himself flesh? Right? Mm-hmm. For them, the gods were above and beyond. And so he takes uh, the nations takes them through kind of a uh, a piece of why would is it okay to ever lie to somebody Mm. Um, and through the noble lies? And some of the noble lies that are associated with like Plato specifically were, um, would you lie to uh, protect, I mean, if Nazis were in your basement, or Mm -hmm. sorry, if (laughs) if Nazis were in your basement, you got a different (laughs) problem. If Jews are in your basement and Nazis are knocking on your door, is it okay to lie, right? That's okay to lie. Mm -hmm. And one um, one of the noble lies associated with Plato was if your friend asked you to hold his weapon and he went off and came back 
and you could tell something was wrong with him mentally Mm -hmm. and asked you for the weapon and said, do you still have it? Would you be okay to lie and say, I don't have it because you don't want him to hurt himself with it? And that Mm -hmm. would be an acceptable case of lying is I don't think you can handle the truth about it or whatever, right? And so um, uh, then if that's the case, then when when God made himself into the human person— is he lying to us? Is but it's not deceit. He's he's coming down. He's still it's still God. He just is looking at it and saying, "You've you've come back. You've your humanity. You've gone into the garden. You've eaten of the apple. You've just you don't even know the destruction, the destructive nature of what you've done and, and entered into this knowledge of good and evil. And you come back into this. I have to lie to you in this way. Mm-hmm. I have to come to you in a in a in a less than sincere format." Um, but, uh, because this is what the circumstances call for. And it's just him kind of working through some of this. I'm not saying that that holds up theologically extensively, but (laughs) that was his way of trying to have these pagan people understand Mm -hmm. this incarnation is almost like a noble lie of sorts. Is it God? Yes, it is. It's Jesus. And yes, he, it's all, it's, it's one end, but he does this. He stoops down. Why would he need to stoop down? Because you don't even know the level of destruction that you've caused, and mm-hmm. the, 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 if you knew what this, really, who he really was, or whatever, uh, it would destroy you. So it was, it was just a really, it's been a really interesting course. Um, if you're looking for a probably a pretty academic read, um, then you know if if you're looking for like more of a devotional, like how do I be a better dad today? It's probably not the right <laughs> book for you. Uh, there's others out there I can direct you to, <laughs> but this one is. If you're looking for an Advent devotional piece on the incarnation, St. Yeah. Athanasius. And you are kind of a nerdy Bible person. I know, I know. So I, 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 <laughs> I'm giving you fair warning. If you yeah. read it and you're like, Brent, I don't understand any of this, yeah. then I, I, I get that. I mean, here's, Brent has a master's here's degree. Here's the cool so. thing, though. Um, it's free. Like if you, oh. It's because it's, it's old. It's like in, Oh, the book is free. The book is in. Got it. Uh, is, you can download it or get it at the library for free, or you can, you know, it's, it's one of those... What do they call it? Public domain? Yeah, is that what yeah, it is? yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. PDF version of it, so it's not like a paper copy, right? Mm-hmm. But um, so you can actually—it's a no-risk, a no-risk test to find that out. <laughs> now, if you want specific uh, interpretations or uh, yeah, whatever, then those you gotta, cost money. Those cost yeah. money, mm-hmm. right? But you can find cheap, free versions of it on there <laughs> uh, if you're looking for an added devotional. Check it out. Uh, nice. All That's right, what do you cool. got? All right, um, I got a little history about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, see, we're we're hitting both sides of this thing. <laughs> we got both sides covered. Um, this Margo sent me this link, so I'm going to give her some credit. Um, but Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was made by a man named Robert L. May. And um, he was um, uh, he was like an, a writer, artist who um, was born in 1905 and kind of lived through the Depression. And he, at one point, um, ended up working as a like copywriter, um, catalog writer for uh, Ward. Um, Montgomery Ward? Yeah, Montgomery Ward, like the department store. Um, have been in one of those? Uh, I'd sounded so familiar, but I'm not sure I have, honestly. I remember one in Coeur d'Alene. I don't know if it was open or if I ever went into it, but I remember the sign being on it because it okay. then it was replaced by a Hastings. Okay. Uh, but anyways, continue. Yeah. Very old. Um, yeah. And they used to give out, they used to buy books at Christmas time and then give them out as gifts to their customers. And uh, in one, so in 1939, um, 
they were like, you know, it'd be cheaper if we got one of our like staff writers to just write a little something and then print that and hand it out. So they asked him to write a book um, with like an animal main character to go out at Christmas, like Ferdinand the Bull. That was like the example, right? Um, and so he started writing it and apparently his um, wife was ill at the time and dying of cancer. And uh, But he started writing it and like giving... Um, like testing out the material with his daughter. And then, you know, just over time he wrote this poem. It started as just a poem, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the poem. Um, and they sent out, I don't know, like 100,000, 10,000 copies. What was it, copies? Um, let me find it. Sorry, everyone. Um, they sent out um, the first printing. Okay, 2.4 million copies oh, were distributed. Wow. Yeah, the first season. And then they did it, um, they did a reissue in 1946 after the war, and 3.6 million copies were sent out to shoppers, were given out to shoppers that time. So it was just wildly popular little poem. Um, and then eventually, um, um, May, Robert L. May got somehow I was just given the rights. Um, he was approached by someone about making it into a song or into an animated whatever. And Montgomery Ward gave him the rights to the poem. Um, and so he like developed it into a song, um, but no one wanted to record it at first. And then eventually, um, who was it? Um, who's the first recorder? Ah, sorry guys. Um, the Bing? No, no, he didn't want to. He turned it down. They got Gene Autry. Oh, yeah. Gene okay. Autry in 1949 was the first one to sing it, and his wife persuaded him to do it. Um, and then eventually all of the other people, including Bing Crosby, uh, recorded a version of it. And so then it just became really popular. And now it's just it's part of like American Christmas culture. Like you don't think of Santa without thinking of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And it's funny to think how late into the game that's associated with it, but it feels so old like yeah. for, for us, right? Because I just remember like cl the claymation yep. Rudolph and thinking. Well, which that it was even after all of this. Yeah, and exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. Great. So that's my little tidbit. I like it. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, any good Christmas albums for you right now? Ooh. Everybody, I, you know, everybody, uh, this is the time of year. Somebody puts out a good one. I know. I haven't really listened to any new ones. So, what do you listen? What's your Christmas album that you listen to on um, Spotify? I haven't started Chris listening to Christmas music this year. I'm not gonna lie. I already clarified that you Sorry. put butter and honey on your pancakes, <laughs> and you're the worst. Or waffles? No, I put peanut butter and honey on my pancakes, and <laughs> it's not the worst. And I'm not the only one who does it. <laughs> We had a whole text battle about it yeah. this week. <laughs> and now you haven't listened to Christmas music and it's like mid-December already? Okay, listen. I'm really busy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's December 6th. Basically mid-December. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> well, that'll have to wrap up. Oh, we had our family Christmas movie night. Oh, yeah. Uh, How'd that go? On Friday night. It was awesome. We uh, rented a popcorn machine Ooh. and put it in the lobby and it like smelled like a theater. Like, oh, nice. As soon as I got it up and going... I was like, oh, man, we need to get one of these. This <laughs> lobby, like, is, I don't know, it's like, it's got, like, the oils, like, saturated into the wallpaper already, and I feel like it just kind of, like, oozed out, and it's like, I'm I'm home. This is this is what it's supposed to feel like in this theater. So, the walls were like, ah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we were why we were created again. Yeah. Here's why we were here. So I don't know if we're going to do it, but I, at some point, I'd love to get a little popcorn machine for that, because it, it was be fun. You got to be real careful with messy. those. 
Do you? Well, if Are you get dangerous? a big one, you do. Um, there, we, there was, they had one at Highlands Middle School where I worked. Yeah. And, um, when near the teacher, the teacher set off the fire smoke detectors. Oh. And we yeah, had Yeah, because you can leave that popcorn. Yeah, because Hayden was helping us make it. <laughs> and the last batch is like, hey, what do you want me to do with this? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, tips it over. And it's just like black kernels coming down. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so you've turned, you can turn off some things, but not everything. Yeah. Like, it still heats. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that might have been part of the smell that I was smelling too. Yeah. Uh -huh. Anyways, yeah. we have a bunch of pot. We had we went to cash care. You had to buy like a big thing yep. of it, uh -huh. so we have extra stuff to make it now. So I just got to find a machine. But yeah. yeah, it was super fun. We watched Eight Big Christmas and uh, had a good turnout. A lot of fun. A lot good. of, a lot of young cool. kids. It was a good room for it because the kids uh, halfway through the movie are just kind of bouncing off the walls, yep. running uh -huh. around, and the parents are like, "Yeah, I can still watch the movie." Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I turned the volume way up, so just <laughs> drowning out the kids. It was, it was great. So. Well, good. That's uh, fun. Yeah. Uh, then uh, the the only thing to announce is two things, really. Um, mm -hmm. One is the 12 Days of, of Where Love mm -hmm. is going to start up on this Sunday. On so, the 12th. Yeah, on the 12th. If you uh, had not grabbed uh, the 12 Days of Where Love paper on Sunday, then you can grab one this week. Or um, it is going up on our website this week as well. So um, either go to wherelovetricities.com or eastlaketricities.com, one of the two, and you'll be able to find that information there. We've got a social media account that's going to post those things every day to kind of highlight, hey, why don't you go do this? And every day there's like a special little something. Like one, the first day I think is like pay for something in, in a drive through you know, pay for mm -hmm. the next person behind you or something like mm -hmm. that. Number two is like donate a coat to something, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Helping us think through how do we wear love on a, on a practical basis, mm -hmm. fun things to do as a family, easy, fast, cheap, uh, that sort of thing. So yeah. uh, just to get the, the mind and the juices flowing. And then Christmas Eve, 5 and 6 o'clock, you, you've, you've heard it on the radio, guys. It's been plastered everywhere. You can't hardly <laughs> turn on the radio in the Tri-Cities without hearing one of our two voices uh, <laughs> talking about this thing. And we would love to have you come out. So yeah, 5 and 6, sure. um, it's going to be a great evening for that. I did. I just got the uh, uh, Christmas, a uh, family Christmas photo set. We asked um, Hannah to do a design Ooh. thing for us. Our, she just went to like art school in London, guys. Yeah, it's no big incredible. deal, but she's like really freaking good. Yeah. And uh, she sent me some drawings for what she wants to do. And I was like, oh, this is going to be <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Yeah, yeah. So um, like forget family photos at home. Don't even do it. You'll be so disappointed. <laughs> this is going to be uh, way I, better. I <laughs> Never mind. No. <laughs> I attempted to take family photos with my cat. I saw them. <laughs> they were not interested at all. That was pretty funny. I resorted to doing individual photos with them. And then I, <laughs> at my friends was giving, I showed my friends and my friend Kelsey goes, you could not convince me those are two different cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so... You're going to get a Christmas card later I with the wait. same cat on it twice. <laughs> it's, it's half your face and just the cats being like, stop it, mom. Would you stop it? I'm not No, no, no. I resorted to picking them up one at a time oh, and okay. like taking a selfie with each nice. one individually. But I can't yeah, wait. It was pretty awesome. I like that you still send out Christmas cards too. That's Well, this is actually so the quaint. first time I've ever sent uh, out good. Christmas cards. So <laughs> I love it. Uh, All right, that'll do it for this week's episode. We uh, will see you this week for part two of our Advent series. I'll be back speaking. We'd love to have you there. Nine, no, it's 8.30. 8.30 or 10 o'clock. Yep. Uh, or 10 o'clock online via the live stream. Uh, be a part of it. Thanks, guys. See Bye.